This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com. Welcome everyone. Welcome to Kalal Agra de Perka, national, nationwide, Queens, five towns, Muncie, Brooklyn, Flatbush, Yerushalayim. Thank you for joining today. As we prepare for Parshas Tazriya and the Yom Tov of Pesach, Habaleinu Latoiva, a few very important public service announcements. Firstly, if you don't yet have your Sefer, Magad Rakia on Pesach, now, now is a good time to get it. Now I'll tell you, when Pesach is over, you could still get it. It's just it won't be as timely as if you get it now, because if you're learning the Pesach Sefer say before Shavuos and before Tishabav. See, Ephraim, look at Ephraim has a Sefer. It's prominently displayed, I see, behind the light and the splendor. What What are you, yeah? We'll put Ephraim up there. We'll uh, highlight, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that uh, advertisement. Um, you could go to our site, rabbidg.com, and order the Sefer with free shipping. Take it wherever you are for Pesach. Let's say you plan on going to Egypt for Pesach. You could order it, and this way you have it with you. If you plan on going to Alaska, the North Pole, the South Pole, South America, North America, or if you're going to be home, which is always the best place to be, you can have your Sefer with you. Okay, also, this coming Shabbos, Rosh Chodesh Nisan, we are launching the historic Shaina Halachis program. We're going to be learning a blot of Mishnabura a week. Four Shiurim a week a half a side of a page, um, four days a week. And then uh, over the weekend, we're going to B'siyata Shnab review in the Shoyna Halachas of Chaim Knievsky. So if you're already learning Dershu, wonderful. We did that last cycle. Now we're going to try to do it a little bit more thoroughly. You could join our group. Go to RabbiDG.com and join our uh, group for Mishnabura. And... Um, this will be a wondrous journey in Halachal Maisa of the Mishnah Okay, let us begin today's shir. Uh, we're going to examine the beginning, the opening of Masech Tepsachim. Masech Tepsachim begins, asar By the light, the light of the 14th, we check for Chamaitz by the light of a candle. And that's a very interesting expression. What does that mean? So the Gemara ultimately interprets it as the night of the 14th. So the Gemara asks, so just say, Why say? Says the Gemara, It picked a clean, sensitive expression. Ukid Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, the Amr Rabbi Yeshua ben Levi, la'oylam al yoytzi adam davar meguna mipiv. A person should never emit something lowly, degrading. Now, between me and you, the word night is not the most degrading, demeaning, uh, low word that you could find. And I say that tongue-in-cheek. What, what's, what's wrong with night? But... It's not completely refined. It has a sort of negative, dark connotation. And therefore, from the fact that the Mishnah used the expression, Or Larbas are the light of the 14th, as a euphemism, from here we, uh, we learn the great principle that a person should not let something unseemly, unbecoming, come out of his mouth. Where do we learn this from? It says the Gemara of the Torah, 
jumped through hoops, twisted and contorted itself, not to say a davar maguna. Um, from where do we see that? Like it says, min habahima ha o min habahima tahira. It says from the animals which are tahar and from the animals that are not tahar. So it could have said min habahima ha but instead of saying hatameya, it said einena tahira. So it said eight extra words. Instead of saying tameya, it said asher einena tahira. So it said eight extra letters in order to avoid saying something negative. The Gemara then brings the opinion of Papa. Rav Papa said the Torah even said nine extra letters in a certain instance. It talked. To, it speaks about a guy kiya b'cha ish. Asher lo tahar mikra laila. Instead of lo tahar, it could have said tame. Why did it say asher lo tahar? The Torah went out of its way to say a cleaner, finer, more refined expression rather than saying this negative uh, expression of tame. The Gemara then says, actually, the word tahar is spelled with a vav, so that indicates that there are ten letters that the Torah went out of its way to say, to avoid saying Tameh. And then the Gemara brings an example where the Torah went out of its way sixteen letters. Rav Ada Bar Yaakov Amar, Sheish Esrei, like the Pasuk says, Mikrei Hu Bilti Tar, it talks about someone who became Tameh, by having a nocturnal emission, and instead of saying Mikre Tame, it says Mikre Bilti Tahar. So there the Torah went out of its way, 16 letters. So from here we see that one should, at all costs, try to use the most sanitized, clean, refined, proper expression than using something very uh, graphically inappropriate. For the Gemara gives another example. Tanya nam Tanya Debe Rabbi Yishmael La'oilam Yisaper Adam Belashon Nakiya. Person should always speak in a clean language. Why? Shari Bezav Kari Merkav Uveisha Kari Moishav. When it talks about Tomazav, it refers to the Zav that rides on something. Merkov riding, and by a woman, instead of saying Merkov, it says Moishav, something she sat on. Why doesn't it say something she ride, rode on? So what the Gemara is saying is that it's inappropriate to refer to something that a woman is on, on top of as Merkov, something that she rides on. Because that insinuates, or that connotates that she had to spread apart her raglayim, and just insinuating that is somewhat uh, indecent and immodest. So instead of using Merkav, which could have the connotation of the woman, so to speak, uh, spreading her raglayim, therefore we use a more uh, modest uh, phraseology, namely Moishav. So here the Gemara is telling us the importance of fine speech, and that's why the Mishnah Sacham begins, Ar la'arba asar boitgen, as hachamitz. Now, the Gemara in Psachim tells a story about two Talmidim who were sitting in front of Rav. One said, 
I'm so tired, I feel like a Dover Acher. A Dover Acher is a reference to a pig. And one said, I'm so tired, I feel like a goat. Rav would not talk to that Talmud that used the expression Dover Acher. Then the Gemara says, there are two Talmidim who are sitting before Hillel, one of them was Rechem Zakai, and some say before Rebbe, and one of them was Rabbi Yochanan. And one said, why do we harvest impurity and we don't, why do we harvest grapes in purity and we don't harvest olives in purity? And the other one said, why do we harvest grapes in purity and we, we harvest grapes, we harvest olives bitumah? Ah, oh, Rebbe said, the one that used the expression tahara or eneno tahara, as opposed to the one that used the expression tumah, I am confident that he will be a poisek in Klal Yisrael. And sure enough, it was not long until he began to paskin halachos in Klal Yisrael. It's interesting. Here it is. It's not like he, he displayed um, extra chachma or extra insight. He just displayed extra and he exhibited extra sensitivity. Nevertheless, Revi was confident. Either Hillel was confident, or Revi was confident that this mida of refined speech will uh, propel them to great heights in learning. Then there's another incident that the Gemara reports. There were three people who were sitting together. One said that I got a certain amount, I got like a bean's worth. And one said, I got like an olive's worth. And one said, I got like the tail of a lizard. They searched into the one that used the phrase, the tail of a lizard, and they found, sure enough, that there was some uh, question regarding his lineage. Bottom line, the Gemara speaks at very great length about the importance of refined speech and modest speech and decent speech and not using inappropriate expression. And while this is a very important uh, teaching, and this is a very important lesson, and we know how much the, the Jewish people value the value of refined speech, what in the world does it have to do with Meseches Psachim? Why is this lesson at the very beginning of Meseches Psachim? We have a rule which is enunciated, articulated by Rabbi Tzadik HaKoyen, who says that he has a tradition that all the statements in the Gemara, even though all the Agadatas of the Gemara, even though simply they're just brought in Agavurcha as a side note, as uh, incidentally, coincidentally, but in truth we, we have a tradition that they are intimately and fundamentally connected with the Masechta that they are found in. It is not random. It is not just um, coincidental that a certain Agada to Gemara appears in a certain Masechta. And then Rabbi Tzadik HaKoyin in the Pritzadik gives an example. Where in which Masechta speaks about Matan Torah? Masechta Shabbos. Why? It's not a coincidence because everyone agrees that the Torah was given on Shabbos. Moreover, what Perek is it in? It's in Perek Rabbi Akiva. Why? Because Rabbi Akiva is the, the backbone of the Torah Peh. He's the Tshorosh of Torah Peh. He's And therefore, since the Torah 
the Torah everybody agrees was given on Shabbos, therefore Kabbalah's HaTorah is spoken about in Masech Shabbos, and it's specifically referred to in Perak Rabbi Akiva, who was the the source, the Shoresh of the Torah Shabbat Peh, we could add that we know that Tamidei Chachamim are Begeder Shabbos, and therefore, of course, it's most appropriate that Kabbalah's HaTorah is described and enunciated in Masech Shabbos. So, Bearing this in mind, and in this context, that every Agada to Gemara is appropriately found in the Masechta where it is, in other words, it's not coincidental, why, is, why does Masechta Psachim, which is all about Bedikas Chametz, Bior Chametz, Achilas Matzah, Achilas Mara, the Seder, Sipur Yitzis Mitzrayim, all the laws of Chametz and Matzah, we would expect the Masechta to begin with a nice subject relevant to Pesach. And here it is, it speaks about refined speech. What does that have to do with Pesach? So now we're going to uh, examine something uh, very interesting. In the Sefer and the Haggadah Shal Pesach, Pesach, he brings uh, a very important question. We know the Baal Haggadah describes the events of Yitzhak Mitzrayim not really by quoting Psukim in Sefer Shemais, but instead quoting Psukim in Parshas Kisavai, in the Parsha of Mikra Bikurim. Why does the Baal Gada bring a proof to the difficulty of the Shibud, Davka in the Parsha of Bikurim, and not from Shemais? That's the Iker Parsha that describes the Shibud Mitzrayim. And we're going to uh, explain as follows. We know that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Moshe to command Moshe to take Klal Yisrael out of Mitzrayim, Moshe Rabbeinu responded to, to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. He said, Be Adoini, please my master. Lo ish devarim anoichi, I'm not a man of words. Gam tomorrow, not yesterday. Gam Yishoshim, not two days ago. Gam Eozda Barcha El Avdecha. Not from the very first time you began to speak to me. Says the Zayar HaKadosh. What does this mean? El Raza you. Here's the secret. Moshe Kala. Moshe is the voice. The Dibroi Di'iu Mila Dilei. Begalu Hava Begalusa. His word was in Galos. The Hava Iu Atim Lefarsha Mila. It was stuffed up from explaining, from clarifying. Uveginda Amar. That's why he said, Veichishmeini Parai. How will Parai listen to me? Ba'oid de Mila Dilei Begalusa Dilei. How can I be effective in communicating to Parai when my words are in his galos? I don't have words. All I have is a coil, but I don't have words. From this Zayar HaKadosh we see that so long as Meneso were in Mitzrayim, the words of Meshra Binu were in galos. And therefore Meshra Binu says, I'm not an Ishtavarim. Because in fact at that time he was not Sholem B'Kayach Diburai. Here we learn that even though we talk about the bondage of Egypt and the slave labor and the pyramids and all the avoid kasha, the chaymer of uvenim, the perech, nevertheless on a spiritual plane, the Zayar reveals to us that of all the aspects of the Bnei Yisrael that were enslaved and meshubad, it was their koyach dibur that was meshubad in Mitzrayim, and therefore says the Haggadah Shal Pesach, Pesach. That is why the king that dominated the Bnei Yisrael, 
that subjugated them. His name was none other than Paroi, Para, because he was a bad mouth. He subjugated, enslaved the Jewish people, namely that their Kayach Hadibor was in Galos. And now we can understand that when HaKadosh Baruch Hu came to Moshe, and Moshe refused to do the mission to go to Bnei Yisrael because he said, the Bnei Yisrael are not going to listen to me. So Hashem said, hey Moshe, what's in your hand? And he said, a stick. So Hashem said, throw it to the floor. And he threw it to the floor and it turned into a snake. And Rashi says, you spoke Lashon Hara on Klal Yisrael. You're following the craft of the snake. Then Hashem said, stick your hand into your shirt. And Moshe did that. And he pulled it out and it was full of tsaras. So Hashem was showing Moshe twice that by speaking about Bnei Yisrael, he's being over the Yisrael of Lashon Hara. But now we understand why this sin is singled out and emphasized. Because that's the whole root of their Golos. Their Kayach Hadibor is in Golos. Moshe Rabbeinu is an Ish Kvad Pevi, Kvad Lashon, as the Zayar says, the Kayach Hadibor was in Golos. And therefore Hashem is demonstrating, Moshe, you're a Metzairah, you spoke Lashon Hara about Klal Yisrael. That you're being toyfes of Menasai, shall the Nachash. And now we encounter, unbelievably, the name of this Yamtif. What is the name of this Yamtif? Pesach. The Ariza writes in the Priyetz Chaim, Pesach is a compound word, Pesach, the mouth that speaks. Look at number 22. Pesach, Perush, Pesach, the mouth that speaks. And Reb Eliyohu Koyhein of Izmir, the Baal Shevet Musar. Very interesting discovery. We know uh, in uh, this winter I had this chus to be in Izmir in Turkey. We went to the cover of the Baal Shevet Musar, Reb Eliyohu Koyhein of Izmir. Yesterday, my father-in-law went to uh, visit the Kever Avais, and his mother and her, uh, his, his uh, mishpacha are descendants of the Baal Sheva Musar. On their kvarim, it all says, Nin Venechad of the Baal Sheva Musar. So interesting, the Baal Sheva Musar explains what's the significance of Pesach, Meaning, says the Medrash Talpiyos, until now, until redemption, Klal Yisrael's mouth was in Golos, and they couldn't speak. But now that the Torah was given and they were taken out of the Golos, Pesach, their mouth was liberated. Their mouth was freed. And now they can uh, exercise their Kayach Hadibor properly through the Cheros of Mitzrayim. So even though Klal Yisrael, they were free, and they were free men, and they can now uh, choose to do whatever activities they would like to engage in, but in terms of understanding what really was liberated, says the Arizal, it's Pesach. The Yom Tov of Pesach was primarily the liberation of the Kayach Hadibor. And therefore, we have some amazing revelations in the Tver Shloimai, on the Pasuk, Nevuchim Heim Ba'aretz, Sagar Aleim Hamidbar. They are confounded in the land. They are locked in the Midbar. The word 
Sagar Aleim Hamidbar could be read, Sagar Aleim Hamidaber. Their Koyach Hadibor was locked up. They lost the Koyach Hadibor. And in fact, the, in the Chassam Soifer, in the Shir Ma'oin, uh, descend the Chassam Soifer, he brings the same, uh, Remez. They encamped, Lefnei Baal Tzafoin, Sagar Aleim Hamidbar, Hamidaber. Now, their Kayach Hadibur, their Diburei Tfila, was locked up. And therefore, HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells the Bnei Yisrael, and this is brought in the Sefer, Oyev Shalom, of Rav Shalom Shapira, he brings, Daber El Bnei Yisrael, V'yashuv Where was the freedom of the Jewish people? Of course, if it's Pera, Paroi, subjugating the Jewish people, and Moshe Rabbeinu's ish, lo ish tevarim anoichi, and it's Sagar Alem HaMedaber. So where are they going to be freed? Of course, they're going to be freed in Pi Hachirois, the mouth that goes free. The mouth that goes free. And the uh, Sefer Imre Avram expands upon this uh, concept. Let me see if I could just find this. One second, please. The Sefer Imre Avram expands about this concept that we know that Paroi subjugated the Kayach Adibur of Klal Yisrael. He's Para. And therefore, Hashem uh, allowed our Kayach Adibur to be sealed up, Sagar Aleim Hamedaber. And therefore, He freed us at Pi Hachirois. And therefore, the night of Mitzrayim, we liberate our Kayach Hadibor. What do we do? It's called Hamarbe Lesaper B'Yitzis Mitzrayim. Normally, we're supposed to be circumspect in our words. We're not supposed to speak so much. We have a certain limit of words. Nevertheless, when it comes to uh, Pesach, it's called Hamarbe Lesaper B'Yitzis Mitzrayim Hareza Meshubach. Okay, so Reb Tzadik HaKoyen has a very... Interesting read on V'chol Hamar B'lasaper B'tzius Mitzrayim Harezeh Meshubach Namely, it's not just talking about speaking about the events of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. He says in light of the teaching of the Arizal that in Mitzrayim our Koyach Hadibur was enslaved and our Koyach Hadibur was in Golos and that's why Moshe Rabbeinu who was a reflection of Klal Yisrael was not in Ishtavarim then anyone who is zoicha to perceive and achieve and recognize the light of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, he realizes and he senses a certain liberation of Kayach Hadibor. And therefore, the night of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, you could be marbed diburim kertsoinoi. It almost sounds like there's no limit on what you're allowed to talk about. And Rav Tzachachon even says, V'yashuvu v'yachanu l'fnei piachirois, that on the third day of Pesach, when we started heading back toward Mitzrayim, and the Mitzrayim caused us to come back to Egypt, so the light of the first two days dimmed a little bit, so for the first time, now, for the first time, we need to start considering and thinking a little bit more about what we speak about and how we express ourselves, but the first two days, it seems like there's like unlimited... There's uh, no limit on what we are allowed to uh, speak about. But this is uh, 
the idea in the in the in the view of Reb Tzadik Hakohen. Now, based on what we're saying, that in Mitzrayim we were Sagar Aleim Hamedaber, and Moshe Rabbeinu was an Ish Kvad Peve Kvad Lashain, and when we were freed, it was Pesach. It was the mouth that speaks. We liberate our Kayach Adibor. And we, that occurred at Pihachirois. This gives more meaning into that which Chazal teach us. That the reason why Kalisol was redeemed from Mitzrayim is because they were Zohir in Lashon Hara. Chazal saying, Vayikra Rabbah, Bishvil Arba, Dvarim Nigalu Yisomi Mitzrayim, Shaloshinu Ashimam, Vyaslashainam, Vlay Amru Lashon Hara. They did not change their names and their language, and they did not speak Lashon Hara. Because as we know, that's the whole reason, that's the whole objective of the Geula, that our mouths were liberated. So it's no wonder then that we were redeemed in the Zuchus, that we did not speak Lashon Hara. Now perhaps we can understand why when Kla Yisrael left Mitzrayim, the Pasuk says, No dogs barked at the Jewish people when they left Mitzrayim. Of what significance is that? Of what relevance is that? Who cares that no dogs barked when we left Mitzrayim? And we could explain because the Gemara tells us in Psachim that anyone who's Mesaper Lashon Hara and anyone who's Mekabel Lashon Hara and anyone who testifies falsely, you should throw them to the dogs. By the way, you think it's a coincidence that this Gemara appears in Psachim? Of course not. Of course it's significant that this Gemara appears in, in Psachim. Because Pesach is all about liberating the Kayach Adibor. So what Gemara is going to tell you what happens to those who abuse the, the power of the Kayach Adibor? Of course it's going to be in Masech Psachim and, uh, no, and none other than Arvi Psachim. Now, therefore, if the Bnei Yisrael, when they left Mitzrayim, they left Bezchus, that they didn't speak Lashon Hara, so now we know they're not Roy Lashlicha Leklavim. They're not fit to be thrown to the dogs. And therefore, they were Zoycha, that when they left Mitzrayim, L'cho Bnei Yisrael, L'yecharatz, Kelev, L'shoinoi, L'mei Ish, V'yad, Behema. Now we understand something very interesting. When Moshe Rabbeinu saw Dasan hitting Aviram, Moshe Rabbeinu said, And they said, hey, Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Are you going to kill me like you killed the Mitzri? And Moshe was afraid. And Moshe said, Ah, the matter is known. Rashi explains, Moshe was afraid that he saw that they were Bali Lashon Hara and Klal Yisrael. He said, maybe, maybe they're not Roy to be redeemed. And Rashi quotes the Medrash that Moshe Rabbeinu said, now I understand that which I wondered about. What sin did the Jewish people sin from all the 70 nations to be subjugated with difficult labor? But now I see they're worthy of it. Question. Why of all Averois that caused the Koishi Hashibod, the difficulty of the Shibod, and prevented the redemption of Mitzrayim, why was Lashon Hara the top choice? Says Rabbi Yaakov Etlinger, he says something very interesting. He says that whenever you need to correct something, you always have to 
rectify at its core. He says, uh, he says something very interesting. I, we perhaps may have said something else. He said the root of Golos Mitzrayim and Sheba Mitzrayim was Lashon Hara. But listen to this, not the Lashon Hara that you would have thought of. The Lashon Hara that the Mitzrim spoke on B'nai Yisrael, that they said, Havon is Chakmaloi. Ah, let's deal wisely with the Bnei Yisrael because you know what the Bnei Yisrael will do? They'll turn their backs on us, they'll join up with the enemy, and therefore we have to think about what to do with the Jewish problem over here. So, Hava Nishak the Lashon Hara, that the Mitzrim spoke about Klal Yisrael, that is the Avira that brought us into Golas. It's interesting. So, if we're going to get out of that Golas, we have to correct the sin of Lashon Hara of the Mitzrim. You see, I would have said the sin of Lashon Hara that brought us into Golas was the Lashon Hara that Yosef HaTzadik spoke about his brothers. But he refers to the Lashon Hara that the Mitzrim spoke about us. And therefore, because Lashon Hara threw us into the Golas, Moshe Rabbeinu said, okay, we're never going to get out of here because if they're still Delo Tyran and Klal Yisrael, tattlers, then we're going to have a hard time being masakin the infraction at its root. Mavra Boisai comes to Sfas Emes, and the Sfas Emes says something really astounding and outstanding. He says, that's the Indian of the Dalit Koisois and Achilas Matzah. We have four cups of wine and eating matzah. The four cups of wine correspond to the four Lashonis of Geula. And the Achilles Matzah and the Dalid Koisois, they correspond to the five faculties of the mouth. We know there are five ways to produce sound. There's the throat, the palate, the teeth, the tongue, the lips. There are Chamesh Moitzois Hapeh. So the five mitzvahs of, of the Seder, the four Koisois and Achilles Matzah correspond to the Chamesh Moitzois Hapeh. So we learn, friends, that rectifying the Kayach Adibur is a very fundamental part of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. The Golas and the Shibut of Mitzrayim was our Kayach Adibur was in Golas. Our Kayach Adibur was subjugated. So Moshe, our leader, reflected our state and he was not an Ishtavarim. And therefore the king that subjugated us was Paroi, Pera. And therefore was Sagar Aleim Hamidbar, Hamidaber. The, our faculty of speech was locked up. But when we went free, we went free at Pi HaChirois, the mouth of freedom. And we became the Dar Hamidbar, the Dar Hamidaber, because our faculty of speech was freed. And therefore the Yomtif is called Pesach, Rizal says. The mouth that speaks, explained by the Shevet Musar, Rabbi Yoha Koin of Izmir. And the idea that Pesach is uh, a compound word of Pesach is already found in the Balei HaToysvis, the Moshe of Zekeinim and Parshas Emar. Now, Mavra Boisai, here's the clincher. So, comes the night of the Seder. And we want to make sure that we're putting ourselves on a program to rectify our Kayach so we say, Kadesh, you want to sanctify yourself? Orchatz, you want to wash yourself? Karpas, Klal Rishon Pe Sasum. Rule number one. 
Close your mouth. Kadesh, Orchatz. The Klal Rishon is Pesasam. The first rule is, silence your mouth. But the Vishnu Tzarebbe took this further. But if you say, come on, that's very hard to be Karpas, Klal Rishon Pesasam. I gotta talk. We say, you gotta talk? Yachatz Magid. Then just say half of what you need to say. You can't, you can't fulfill Klal Rishon Pesasam. Yachatz Magid. Cut in half what you want to say. But then we say further, we say, Pesach, Matzah, Umar. Pesach, you're going to open your mouth and you're going to talk. Then you know all that's going to lead to is Matzah and Marar, strife and bitterness. And that's uh, something that we all know. Most people rarely regret something they didn't say, although, yes, it could happen. More often than not, they regret something that they did say. In fact, Rabbi Isai, the Basch Ayin, Rabbi Avram of Avarish, Rabbi Avram Doiv of Avarish, Talmud of Levi Yitzchok of he's buried in Svas near the Levushe Sra, to have his chus to be at his cover in Svas, and to speak in a shul. The Basch Ayin, he brings that before anybody speaks, there has to be the Chachma that precedes the speech. The Chachma that precedes the speech is like the Shabbos. Shabbos is Bechinas Chachma that precedes the Pesach, the mouth that opens. And he says Shabbos Hagadol is the Machshava before the Pesach. And that's the meaning what Chazal say. If Kal Yisrael would preserve two Shabbosos, they would be redeemed immediately. The two Shabbosos are the Shabbos of Machshava and the Shabbos of Dibor. That's the Indian of Shabbos Hagadol, the Shabbos before Pesach, which represents thinking before speaking is Gadol, is more important even than the speech itself. The, the Basayin says, uh, let's read this inside. Shabbos before Pesach is called Shabbos Haggadah because of the miracle. We know that a person has to guard their mouth from speaking secular speech on Shabbos. Certainly not to speak Dvarim Betelim or Shar Diburim. And you have to be more careful than even the, during the week. And this is called Pesach. But there is another Bechina. And that's the Bechina of Machshava to guard one's thoughts that they should always be Davak Pashem. And this is called the Shabbos, the Bechina, the dimension of thought before speaking is the dimension of Shabbos before Pesach. And that is why it's called Shabbos Haggadah. Marv Rabbi So if the Yom Tif of Pesach is the Yom Tif that we were imbued with a heightened ability to speak, and that's why we elevate our Koyach Hadibar on Pesach with the midst of Sipur Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim where we elevate our mouth with Achilas Matzah. Because until then our mouth wasn't Golos, and it was Sagar Lehm Koyach HaMedaber, and we were subjugated by the Pera, and we went to freedom by Piyach What Pasuk in the Chumash articulates the ability, the power of speech of Kal Yisrael, Hakol kol Yaakov, hayadayim yidei Esav. The voice is the voice of Yaakov. What day of the year were Klal Yisrael told the power of the voice of Yaakov, of Hakol kol Yaakov? 
We know that was the day that Yaakov went to steal the brachos. And what day was that? Of course, Chazal tell us that he brought Yitzchak, Shnei Gedoye Izim, because it was Pesach. So the night of Pesach, Klal Yisrael was for all time taught, Hakol Kol Yaakov! We were taught the great power of the speech and the ability to speak of Klal Yisrael. Now we understand why Mesech Psachim begins with the importance of refined speech. Don't speak about the night. Don't say night. Say Or La'arba Asar. Don't say a lizard's tail. Don't say Tameh. Use a much more refined, elegant way to speak. What does that have to do with the Yom Tov of Pesach? Rav Tzadik HaKoyin teaches us that where a particular Agada to Gemara is placed reveals to us the essence of the Masechta. I'll give you two examples. What Gemara speaks about Chorben Beis HaMikdash? Masechta Gitin. Gitin. Which parak? Parak Hanizakin. Damage. Why? Because the Chorben Beis HaMikdash was like God being Megarishas. It was a disconnect. It was a breakup between us and Hashem. What, what Masechta do you think? What Masechta do you think... What Masech do you think will talk about the Chorim Beis HaMikdash? Of course, Masech the Gitin. And what Masech talks about the importance of Eretz Yisrael and the greatness of Eretz Yisrael and the love of Eretz Yisrael? Ksubis. Because just like the Ksuba is, so to speak, the bond of love between husband and wife, when we're zoichet to be in Eretz Yisrael, that's like the bond of love between us and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And now we understand why the Masechta of Psachim opens up with the importance of refined and elegant speech. Because in Mitzrayim, our Kayach Hadibur was enslaved. It was subjugated. It was Meshubad. And through the Pihachirois and freeing ourselves from the Pera, and so we, we, we were saved from the Sagar Aleim Hamadaber. We elevated our Kayach Hadibur, and therefore the most appropriate and logical Masechta to teach us the importance of Kayach Hadibur and how it has to be used in the proper fashion is Masechta Psachim Pesach, the mouth that speaks. So as we prepare for this great Yom Tif, we think about how we were put in Golos through Lashon Hara, how were we, re- how we were redeemed by being Zahir in Lashon Hara. And this is an appropriate subject for, of course, this week, Parsha's Tazria, the Parsha of Tsaras, which is a punishment for Lashon Hara. And by elevating our Kayach Hadibur, this will, we, we should be Zoycha, that Ki Mitzrayim Arenu just like Hashem redeemed us from Mitzrayim, Hashem should once again show us great miracles with, uh, by elevating and redeeming Klal Yisrael. Thank you everyone for coming. Have a terrific day. Thank you. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.